This is Coffee Number Five. I'm your host, Lara Schmoisman. Welcome back to Coffee Number Five. I, well, you know me. I think life needs to be sexy, and I think marketing needs to be sexy, and I believe in the power of attraction, and I believe in all that stuff that I always talk about. But today, I want to bring it to coffee number five, someone super special, Nora Wendell. She's a leading worldwide expert who teaches feminine magnetism, human connection, and how to create authentic relationships. She's a VIP writer for the Elephant Journal and a contributor to Mind Valley. She inspires millions of women out there to start leading a life of radiance and erotic aliveness. This sounds super interesting, right? So let's get started. Welcome to the show, Nora. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for having me on here. Yes, and magnetism is one of my favorite topics to talk about. And ultimately, if you think about magnets, what is it? It is about attraction. It is the energy of attraction. And what is it? It's energy. I just said it. And you have to think about we are walking biomagnetic fields of energy. And most people don't actually are not aware of that. And so what I teach and what I do is becoming aware of the power of your energy. And so what I teach is feminine magnetism. Okay, I I need to know more about this. I mean, I everyone knows that I believe in sex appeal. I believe in connection, intention. And I love this about connecting and be able to put it out there because I think as as a woman and Men too. I mean, everyone, we live in a culture that we need kind of to keep it in. It's just not very okay in a lot of places just to put it out there. And yeah, we are sexy and we have sex appeal and we are magnetic. So how how do you find out that magnetism? How did we connect with that part of ourselves? Yeah, so... How I found it in myself was my, my, I had a history of anxiety for over 10 years. So I was not magnetic. I was feeling shy. I was feeling anxious. uh, I was lacking confidence. So it was everything that's opposite of being magnetic. And so I knew that this wasn't who I wanted to be. So I started my internal journey, my personal development journey to be like, why am I lacking confidence? Why am I feeling shy? What's actually going on? What are some of my fears around rejection or not being good enough? So that's how I kind of started. And that's how I really suggest anyone who wants to kind of get into this uh, beautiful playing field of magnetism. It's like, okay, looking at why don't I feel magnetic? What's going on? And if, so you were talking about, you know, this, this whole sexual energy. And one of the things that I really teach women is cultivating their erotic feminine. Okay. And the erotic feminine, it's coming from an inside juicy feeling of like, Mm, yes, I am sexy. Oh, Ooh. I love that mm thing. It's something <laughs> that I say all the time too. Uh. Yeah, so it's like it's like this. It's 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 what I see happening, and this is like the modern day disease for women and for men as well. Is we are constantly seeking external validation for our worthiness, and and it's like. Mm, 
you know, ultimately but, we all we all want to be loved, right? We I, all I know, but loved. at the same time, I see that there is a lot of people trying to force those connections, and those forced connections never going to work. And I'm not talking about uh, sexual relationships. I'm talking even about friendship or about work, business. It is there or it's not that connection. A hundred percent. And what I was going to be leading to is because we're seeking so much external validation for our internal worthiness, that is leading to neediness. And you can never have a proper relationship. Doesn't matter. I always call it relating relationships. If it's not a love relationship, if you're coming from a place of neediness, of constantly seeking, because it's just feeding the loop of I'm not enough. It's not enough. I'm not enough. It's not enough. And that's not a healthy relationship to have with yourself or with other people. And what we all actually want is we all want to be connected. We all we all want to feel like we belong. We all ultimately want to be loved. Like that is the foundation of our existence. Is we want to feel like we want, we're loved. And so we make such a big mess out of our relationships because we don't actually realize those foundational needs that we do have and it turns into needing to be externally validated so women to fake eyelashes but, fake breasts. I think that it starts from very early age like for example we see someone appealing or with that magnetism and we decide we want to be friends of that person this is one of the things I always say is like when you're not feeling good about yourself or you're in that needy energy, nobody wants to be around you. Nobody wants to be around somebody who's got leaky energy or has energy, which is um, not uplifting. Right. And if you look at somebody, think of somebody in your life right now, who is like super confident, who's just radiating. It can be a man or it can be a woman is like, I always say it's super happy on the dance floor, the biggest smile on the dance floor, just goes for it, doesn't care. And you're just looking at them and you're like, wow, I want to stand by them. I want to go dance by them right? Because that kind of energy attracts. And yes, you want to become friends. Well, but many times also becomes jealousy. Yeah. It so jealousy, 100% jealousy is a fantastic tool for personal development. And I always say, if you are jealous of someone, it's because you think that they have something that you cannot have. So you need to look at yourself. What is it that you think that you can't cultivate or can't have that they have? That is jealousy, right? That is what yeah. makes people jealous. So I'm like, okay, this is your tool for personal development. Go look at yourself now and think, okay, what 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 are my belief systems that's running that's thinking that I can't have what they have? So, I mean, I know that I teach this into your programs, but you're talking about reconnecting to the ease with the beauty of femininity. So how do you... I mean, that sounds like a little worthy, but I'm sure that there is a lot behind that. And how can we connect with someone? Because, I mean, I have short hair. Everyone knows that. And I have so many people telling me, oh, short hair is not feminine. And to me, it's like, it's not about the hair. It's about I'm feminine or not. It doesn't, the hair doesn't make me. A hundred percent. No, the hair doesn't. This is the thing is that, is that a lot of people think femininity means you have to wear long flowing dresses or you have to wear lipstick or you have to have the long hair. Those are qualities and aspects of the feminine. But femininity is like it's it's creating beauty. It's it's a nurturing. It's being able to receive. Um, it's it's playfulness. It's emotional maturity. Those are kind of the internal qualities of the feminine. So can you cultivate those? And if you're feeling overly masculine, you're kind of feeling edgy, you're kind of feeling a lot of aggression, you're kind of feeling analytical, logical, those are all very masculine traits. So then how do you cultivate your feminine? Well, are you 
allowing time and space for a little bit more of play and fun in your life. That's probably the number one tip I give women who are feeling overly masculine. So do you take time out where it's not scheduled? Do you actually go um, you know, into the park and have a picnic with your friends or anything which, which brings you pleasure? So I teach this thing which is called, uh, I want you to have your pleasure list, okay? And write down like 50 things that bring you pleasure. And really like it can be as little as like, you know, a flower, picking a flower for yourself, or it can be going to the spa, right? It can be... I want to address something because there is something that it was brought to my attention a lot of times that a lot of people confuse being feminine to you cannot be assertive or be a boss or a strong personality and be feminine at the same time. I totally disagree with that. and But it is, there is like this labeling that if you are a woman and you have power, uh, immediately you uh, you lost your femininity, that, which I think is totally wrong. I mean, to me, it makes a, a woman a lot more attractive and a woman with power and with... I, well, I agree with you there. And this is where, you know, toxic femininity, when you're too much in your feminine, that's when you lack boundaries, right? That's when you can't stand up for yourself. And so we need a, a healthy balance of masculine also. And I totally get it. Yeah. I mean, you can see a woman who's just like in her power and it, it scares people. Somebody who's so super feminine and has clear boundaries of like her time and her energy, right? It's so super important that you have your boundaries of what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And being able to be like, hey, communication is also super key being able to then communicate what is working for you, what's not working for you. So I 100% believe you can be a powerhouse feminine woman. You, yeah. It's 100% possible because what is femininity? It's an internal quality. So if you're feeling feminine, you can still be feminine in, a, let's say, a masculine role in the job. It's, it, it is 100% doable as long as you are aware of the balance inside of you. And you're connected with yourself. And is at the end of the day, is like, don't give in of what people think of you. If you're confident of who you are, that's it. If they don't like it, this is that. this is the the, the number one uh, fear. The number one downfall is we care too much about what other people think of us, and whether that's your family, whether that's your work colleagues, whether that's your partner. Okay, because ultimately it comes down to we do not want to be rejected. We do not want to be pushed out of the tribe mentality, and we do everything we can in order to stay and know that we're going to be loved. And it is so scary. And believe me, that if you are not part of that tribe, maybe you're in the wrong tribe. You need to find your own culture. (laughs) Yeah, I was talking about the metaphorical tribe because it's like the belonging that we so want as humanity to belong to somewhere. And it's just like ancient history. And yeah, find the tribe that will accept you for who you are. Create your own tribe of people who, who, you know, stand for the values you do. But really look at yourself and be like, why am I so scared to truly be who I want to do? And this is what freedom is. This is what I call feminine freedom. And what I teach the women is like, okay, you have to let go of the fear of judgment. Because you know what? People are going to judge you. And so looking internally and be like, why oh, do I Absolutely. Fear? People judge all the time. I mean, I know I do it. I know you do it. We all judge. But it's like the, the, it depends what you do with your opinions and with your judgment and how you use it. Like we always say, my team is not about the information; it's about how the knowledge of what to do with the information. 
Yes, I agree. 100%. Uh, so that's funny you were talking about the tribe because in our in the DAO, my company, we our team is called the tribe. Uh-huh. And we always believe that we want people who want to be part of the tribe. If they don't want to be part of the tribe, don't. Nobody's forcing you to be here. Uh, we want someone who could be part of the culture and want to be here. It's, and I think the same thing should happen in, and I was, I had to take a lot of jobs in my life that I w- wasn't part of the culture, that I wasn't happy and I had to be there. So I think it's the same thing about finding your femininity, like finding your tribe. You just need to find yourself in every space in your world. Yeah, and and I think this is a, for many people, this is a lifelong journey, right? Because they might have been in born into a family where they don't they don't fit in. They might be be born into a culture they don't feel like they fit in. And it's like, what are the options? They kind of have to see. And maybe the fear is keeping them back. The fear is keeping them. Oh, maybe I can't leave my family. What are they going to think? Or I can't leave my town. This is all I know. But I actually really want to go to Europe, or I really want to go to uh, Southeast Asia. But it's like the fear keeps us back. So when you can overcome that fear to be like, I want to try new things. Maybe this is what I want to try. I don't know what it's going to be like, but I have the confidence and the self-worth to know whatever happens, I will be okay. So I don't want you to give everything away, but what will be the first step uh, to break that fear? How do you get out of that spot that is paralyzing you? Mm -hmm. So what I do is I actually connect to my inner child. So I connect Mm -hmm. to the inner child because all our fears and all our belief systems uh, come from when we were children, where something happened, where we had an unmet emotional need, which didn't get met the way we wanted it. And you can have the most amazing childhood. And yet something as small as like you wanted your attention, you were like two years old, you wanted the attention of your mom, she was cooking you dinner, but she wasn't giving you attention. And then you internalized, oh, I'm not loved or I'm not worthy of love, right? Something so small. And so the, the majority of our fears come from experience in our past. And we're trying to keep ourselves safe because we don't want to feel the pain or the hurt or the fear that we felt from that experience. And so by connecting so to your inner child. It's all about feeling rejected at some point. Yeah, feeling rejected, having an unmet emotional need. So exactly. And this is this is this is again, it goes, it circles back to our core foundation of wanting to be loved, right? And the rejection is tying into that, oh, I'm not going to be loved. Oh, that's so painful. That just that idea of I am not going to be loved is so painful. And the first thing I do is like do a little meditation where you welcome in your inner child. And there might have been a specific incident which you can remember where something happened and it's just visualizing and holding your inner child and saying, I am never going to leave you. Me, the adult you is never going to leave you. I love you because nobody else can love you the same way that you're going to love yourself. Oh, yeah. You got me thinking. You got me thinking and going back in the past. And, and, and yeah, I mean, I'm sure that everyone have all those experiences, not only in the childhood. There are so many experiences along our, our life. And I was thinking also, like as a teenagers and being trying to be there is always the popular crowd and the ones who are not so popular and how all those things can affect you 
Exactly. I mean, I had that in my school. I wasn't part of the popular kids, right? And still today, I notice, oh, I don't think I fit in with the cool people here who I think are cool, right? It's, it's our experiences carry us into adulthood. And this is where self-sabotage starts to happen because we think, oh, we can't have that. And so we sabotage what we actually do really want. And it's awareness is the first step. Be like, wow, what happened in the past, which made me think this way? How do, how do we turn around those feelings? It's, it's basically recognizing that, okay, something happened in the past. So really looking at what's happened and ask yourself, is it still true? And more than likely, it's not still true, but we're still carrying the resentment and the fear from the past. And so being able to then use different tools. So I, I use different tools like um, NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. So if you have a really hard wire memory that's super affecting how you're feeling, like your confidence or your ability to love yourself. So rewiring uh -huh. that. Or then I also use EFT, which is emotional freedom technique, which is like tapping on certain points on the body. Uh, you know, there's you know, hypnotherapy. There's so many different tools that you can then use. But the foundation is you have to be aware, right? The foundation is always awareness of what actually happened or what are you believing about yourself and your ability to be more feminine or, you know, have the success in life or to create the money. It's all beliefs, right? Because we, our life is, we have external influence, which is generally uncontrollable. We can control our environment, but the greater environment we can't. So external influence is filtered through our senses and produces thought. A thought that we keep thinking is our belief. We have multiple beliefs which govern the actions that we take, right? We have a belief. Oh, I can't wear that dress because, you know, it doesn't suit me. I have to be more masculine. That's a belief, right? That means I'm not going to wear the dress, okay? Which means... My reality is influenced by the thought, the belief, and the action because of that. I, I would think I'm always comparing things to marketing because it's what I know. And it's something we say in marketing is that people don't buy what you sell, they buy it why you sell it. Yeah. Same and thing. in order to sell something, your why, you need to know your core beliefs. So it's absolutely the same thing in parallel, again, marketing and, and being sexual and real life, it has a lot of parallels. 100%, 100%. And I think it's really interesting because marketing is like, you like to use the term sexy. And it's true. It's like when you have, if you have a good marketing campaign, it's like that internal feeling. It's that pulling forward. It's like magnetic. You're like, oh, I want that, right? That's a really good marketing campaign when you see it. Yeah. And it's also really interesting because marketing generally uses sexy to sell. And I always say that it's like we're confused around sex as a society because we don't talk about it enough. It's very taboo. You don't go up to like, you know, I, you well, know? that's what we start talking today about. Uh, it's okay to be sexy or it's okay to use the word sexy. Food can be sexy. Anything can be sexy. It depends of the appeal that it has to you. And it's yeah. a personal connection that you have. It's a magnetism that you have towards something or someone else. Yeah. And it, you just touched on a really great point is like anything can be sexy. And this is what I teach when you want to cultivate your erotic feminine. It's I'm asking you, what filter do you look at life with? Okay. So you could be looking at the, at your filter of life of being, uh, you know, the surfer girl, right? So everything around your life is around surf. And so, you know, the tide that da, 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 da. you can have the filter of the single mom. So everything is in sing, single mom. When am I picking up my kids? What is it? What am I doing? How am I, how am I organizing my life? Or you can have the filter of, 
wow, life is erotic, life is pleasurable, life is sexy, and then food becomes sexy. I'm sitting here in Bali, I've got the AC coming on. I'm like, oh, I feel that on my skin. That feels turning on, right? Well, so but we also can have different uh, filters in different moments. I can be the entrepreneurs, I can be the mom. Uh, maybe I'm a multitasking, or, uh, but I don't believe that we need to be just one thing. No, I agree with you. It doesn't need to be just one thing. However, what I've noticed is that people unaware of themselves have just one filter in the forefront. So you might have multiple oh, filters, okay. but like the one that is actually, so you have like layers, you can like put five sunglasses on, right? But the first one is the filter, which is not erotic, not feminine, not none of those things, right? And so it's like peeling back the filters and you can still be the mom, but you can be the, this is, we don't, it's like, it doesn't feel safe to allow ourselves to be like the erotic single mom, right? Yeah. It doesn't feel safe to be that. And to be like, it's totally cool. That's totally fine. So it's just deciding the first filter is going to be like, wow, my life is going to be about my pleasure, my mm -hmm. life. And that doesn't mean I don't care I, about my I, son. I, and also sexy, I think, is one of those words that they have the definition that sexy doesn't need to be sexual necessarily. You can give it your own definition of sexy. It's so subjective. Sexy can be different for every person. 100%. I, I define sexy as this internal feeling of like, oh, you know what? I feel so good about myself. Um, I've got this like extra little factor going on. I don't know what it is, but it's sexy is this playfulness. Sexy is like this teasingness. Sexy is just like this energy of like, like um, that the extra pass. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's 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 I definitely think sexy is playfulness, hundred percent. For me it's it's definitely this playfulness because have you ever felt somebody who is like dead serious and sexy or 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 are not able to like laugh and flirt and sexy? No, it's like it's 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 a playful and that's so feminine. It is so so feminine. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. It was so pleasurable to have you here. And yes. so sexy to have you here. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, and I'm for sure we're gonna keep talking because I love this subject and you know what I'm gonna invite you also to come to one of my lives but we'll talk about that later uh, off the record uh, but thank you so much to be here today it was so nice to have you here yeah thanks for all the yummy juicy conversation I love talking about sexiness and, and magnetism and attraction and really just understanding what's the filter that you want to look at your life through. And I can totally tell that you love to talk about this. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks. It was so good to have you here today. See you next time. Catch you on the flip side. Ciao, ciao.